Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 430 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is July 21st, 2023. The San Diego Padres, obviously, yesterday they dropped that series to, or they won the series, excuse me. They dropped the series finale to the Toronto Blue Jays. And then today they're going to start up a three-game set against the Detroit Tigers in Detroit. The Padres' final series of this 10 game road trip. Um, so we can preview that a little bit if you have some questions about that, but the main topic of discussion that I wanted to hit on today was Blake Snell's comments that he made to the media after his start yesterday. There were some things in there that I disagree with, and there's definitely a lot to talk about with that. Don't know how long this show is going to be today. It's not going to be as long as yesterday's show was because yesterday, obviously we were recapping, and going over the entire series, and then there was even more stuff to talk about. Today, it's pretty much this one topic, and then just take your questions, your comments that you have uh, in the chat. If you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question, you want to support the channel, please consider using that Super Chat button. I really appreciate that. And uh, just as people file in here, just a reminder, use that code TALKINGFRIARS for $20 off your order on SeatGeek, and you can Click that link in the description for great San Diego sports swag, Padres, Wave, Aztecs, BreakingTea.com. Welcome, everyone. Hopefully, everyone's having a good morning. Chris, good morning. Irie, good morning. So let's get to it. Um, Blake Snell yesterday talking to the media, and he was asked by the media about him possibly being moved. That's what it seems like. And does he think the Padres are going to be buyers or sellers? Like because we hadn't really heard Blake Snell talk about him possibly being moved. He's, he's probably going to be made available if another team knocks the Padres socks off, even if the Padres want to be a buyer, I would think Uh, same thing with Josh Hader when these guys would be rentals. Um, And so Blake Snell said, I think we're buying. That's what I feel like. I just feel like we got to keep winning. This was a good series to win. I was really hoping to win today 
And that was obviously yesterday after the Blue Jays series. They win the first two games in the series. They drop the series finale. And this is via Dennis Lynn of The Athletic. Great stuff that he has there in The Athletic. Um, and so, yeah, that quote, I think we're buying. That's what I feel like. Well, he hasn't been told that by someone up above. He says, I mean, not from anyone like high up in the organization. My family, they all want us buying. I love it here, so I ain't trying to go anywhere. And we'll get to everything else that he said. But I want to, you know, go kind of quote by quote here. So I think we're buying. Okay, does Blake like not realize the situation that the Padres are in? Maybe he thinks the Padres are buying because he just, he wants them to buy. He knows AJ Preller probably better than we do because he has conversations, I would imagine, with AJ and has a relationship there and probably has a relationship with some people in the front office or he's hearing things from his agent. Um, but the I think we're buying thing, I think that probably worries some Padres fans because some Padres fans don't want the Padres to buy. They don't think that that's the best thing. And right now, that's where I stand. Like, I don't think it's the best thing for the Padres to go out there and buy when this team hasn't proven that they deserve to be buyers, if that makes sense. Like, have they proven that they need help? Yes. But they haven't, like, played consistent winning baseball enough to, like, show the front office, yeah, if you add a couple pieces here, we can go all the way. Like last year, you could kind of make that case, right? The Padres are obviously playing better, and they made it to the postseason, right? But this year, I mean, the team's under 500. They haven't won four games in a row yet this season. They have, right? They had a chance to do it yesterday, couldn't finish the job. There's been a lot of spots where they could have won games and they didn't. And then there's some games where, like yesterday, I feel like, go steal this game. Snell, seven walks but you can't cash in on those opportunities and you end up getting shut out, you know? So this team just hasn't proven it. So I don't think it's right for this Padres team to be buyers. They could do both, but if it's one or the other, I don't think that the Padres should be buying like Snell thinks the Padres will. Um, and he's, but he does say as well after that, I just feel like we got to keep winning. And yeah, if the Padres go on some hot streak and they go on a run here before the deadline, then yeah, the Padres are probably going to buy. Like, based on the public comments from AJ Preller and Peter Seidler, they it seems like they want to buy as well anyway, even with the team under 500. Right? What are they five games under, something like that? So, yeah, if they if they win here, then that's only going to make them feel better about their position of buying. But AJ's also said like if they need to pivot at some point, then they'll be prepared to do so. They'll be you know, essentially that's what he said. So I'm hoping that that pivot comes if this team continues to play inconsistent baseball, you know, can't finish the job on sweeps because sweeps are going to have to happen. Like I said on yesterday's show, sweeps are going to have to happen because you can't rely on other teams losing series and you just taking two out of three and thinking that, yeah, that's good enough. We'll be able to make up the ground there. It's going to take much longer to do that too. Um, and the Padres, it doesn't feel like time's very much on their side. Snow continues here. I mean, not from anyone like high up in the organization, like he hasn't been told. Uh, I'd rather just stay here, see what happens. I'd rather finish this year here and see 
what happens. And why, why would he rather stay here and see what happens? I think because he has that free agent year coming up. Now, if I was Blake and I'm trying to win this year, I probably wouldn't want to stay with the San Diego Padres because I don't think the Padres are going to go win at all. I don't even know if they're going to make the postseason, right? They're, the odds are probably stacked against them right now. But with Blake, I think he realizes, yeah, I'm a free agent at the end of the year. He's a big comfort guy, too. So he's comfortable in San Diego. He's really comfortable with Gary Sanchez. And if he gets traded to another team, he's going to have to adapt to that team and that city and all that midseason. He's going to have to develop a relationship with the new catcher, assuming that Gary's not traded with Blake. But it's probably smart for the team that's acquiring Blake if that happens to say, hey, we want Gary, too. He's a rental as well throw him in there and we can give you another prospect or something, right? But then that tests the Padres catching depth. You're going with Campy and Nola, right? And the Padres probably don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, getting back to Snell, I'm not surprised that he wants to, he's saying publicly that he wants to stay here. Does he want to, does he actually want to stay with the Padres this season? If he wants to win, he probably doesn't want to. And I don't blame him for that. Cause I don't think this is the best spot to win this season. Um, but if he actually is telling the truth, like he wants to stay here, I think that's because he's a comfort guy and he likes pitching to Gary. He's having success numbers wise. And that's what matters going into free agency. Teams want to see you perform going into free agency. Like, cause they, the, the they're, they're trying to project, right? It doesn't matter what you did in the past. It matters. What are you doing for them in the years to come? Right. When they sign you. And the best indicator of that is probably, what you just did. Like that's the most recent sample size. And the most recent sample size for Blake is tremendous pitching. That's what it is. Is he going long all the time? Is he going six innings, seven innings all the time? No, he's not. There's been some iffy outings, right? But just look at the numbers. Okay. The results earned runs. His last 11 starts opponents are hitting 167 off of him a 488 OPS. He has a 0.71 ERA in his last 11 starts. That's going to get you paid in free agency for sure. And I think he was already going to get paid, not as much as he will now if he continues this, but he was already going to get paid by someone because someone was going to be willing to take that risk on him because they see that talent. Now, should the Padres go give him a Carlos Rodon deal six years? Probably not. I probably wouldn't do that. I don't think the Padres are going to sign Blake Snell back. They could always give him an extension, but I don't feel like anyone's talking. No, I haven't heard or seen anyone talking about an extension. I haven't seen any writers mention maybe he signs an extension. It feels like he either stays here or he's traded. And I don't even think that there's a great chance of Blake coming back. He can say all this stuff like he wants to stay and all that, but I think he wants to stay for his personal benefit right now because he's comfortable this isn't the best place to win this year. I mean, I believe that he likes being in San Diego. It seems like it. He loves the Don and mud conversation. Seems like he loves his teammates. So he might actually like want to stay here. But again, for this season, is that his best? Is that the best thing for Blake this season in terms of winning? It's not. Now, is it the best thing for him forget to get that contract? You can make the case. Yes. Again, like I mentioned, because he's pitching well, he loves pitching to Gary Sanchez, and that thing is working. He's pitching well in the brown and gold, and so 
if he wants the big payday, he probably wants to stay here. He doesn't want to have to move and adapt and pitch, you know, get to know new teammates and a new pitching coach. And, you know, Ruben, right, he made a couple mound visits yesterday and that magic worked. Whatever happened there, maybe it was just motivational or it's okay. You know, just pull it back together, just giving him some breathing moments, just deep breaths or what was it a, uh, was it a mentality thing? Was it a mechanics thing? No idea. Like Ruben Niebla doesn't really talk to the media. The Padres don't allow him to do that is what I think happens. It's pretty much Bob Melvin talking. That's it. Uh, don't know what it was, but it was successful. And Blake seems like he likes Ruben always talking to him during games, you know, um, when he's starting like game plans and all that seems like they're on the same page, him and Gary. So again, it's a comfort thing. And so I'm not surprised that Blake's is saying that he, he wants to stay. And even if he didn't want to stay, he's not going to say, I don't want to stay. Right. That's not going to happen. Uh, but going back to that, I think we're buying thing. Do Padres fans in here, let me know. Do you think this Padres team is actually going to buy? Do you agree with Blake? Do you think this Padres team is buying? Irie says, I just think if we move Hader or Snell, uh, should be it should be for MLB-ready players to help us now and next year. We didn't get rid of the prospects we had just to rebuild. We need a legit DH. That's true. Um, yes, if the Padres are buying, yeah, DH, preferably a left-hander because Crony's not playing well. Carpenters obviously shouldn't be on the roster. Yeah, they need that lefty bat. But again, that's if... They should actually be, buy that's if they buy, should they be buying? I, I don't think they should based on how things have gone this season. I, I'm, I'm looking at this from the big point of view, if that makes sense. Like looking at the large sample size of this season. I'm not just looking at these last couple weeks here or this last week. Um, I'm looking at the whole sample size and I'm looking at, well, okay, they took two out of three from Toronto, but let's look at the details inside that, right? The second game, the offense didn't do very much. They got lucky because Bo Bichette made a bad throw when Grish tried to take third, right? He was thrown out. That would have been the end of the inning, and the Manny hit wouldn't have even happened. Maybe they go on and lose that game. And then yesterday in the series finale, a lot of opportunities to come through, and they didn't. I'm looking at that stuff. I'm looking at losing a series to the Pittsburgh. Or was Did they lose the series to the Pittsburgh Pirates? I think they did. Losing that, um, losing a series to the Nats, losing a series to the Royals at home, uh, just some embarrassing stuff that has happened. Um, they dropped three out of four, right, I think, to the Giants, right, earlier this year in San Fran. Like, stuff like that. I'm looking at that. I'm choosing to believe, like, that's this team, not, oh, okay, they went 5-1 and one to before the All-Star break, good first game out of the All-Star break. Uh, close games, maybe they start to turn that around. Extra innings, okay, maybe they start to turn that around. No, I'm not really trying to look at this from the op optimistic viewpoint. I was definitely trying to look at it from an optimistic viewpoint at the beginning of the season because they have time. That's what I was saying. They'll turn it around. I believe in the track records, the talent on this team. But now it, it's a big sample size. We're almost at the 100 game mark now. So what, what's today? Today will be game number, I think, 98. Like, that's a big sample size here, and the Padres are still under 500, and they're, they're not near a postseason spot. Uh, and, Ira, your point about 
you should the Padres should be trading for MLB ready players to help us now and next year. We didn't get rid of the prospects we had to rebuild. Yeah, I agree about the rebuilding thing. There, there's no the rebuilding is not going to be happening. Now you could acquire prospects and help out your farm system, but this team, whatever trades they make, hopefully, yeah, you're getting major league guys that can help this team next year because I think the Padres need to try to go all go all in, go all in and try to go win next year like they did this year. Maybe make some better, smarter decisions, <laughs> but you have Juan Soto for next year. That's it, guaranteed. You know, this core is not getting any any younger. Go for it. Like this, I know Siler doesn't believe in windows, but if there is a window, this feels like it is the window because you you don't know how much how many more years you're going to have this much talent in their prime on the team, you know? So yeah, it, it should, I agree, I agree. It should be for MLB ready players uh, in return. You can, obviously you're probably going to get something back prospect wise, but maybe those prospects should be higher level, higher level prospects because the farm system, it's pretty good. If you look at it, I think pitching wise, even some position players down in the farm system, like high a single a Lake Elsinore, uh, Jackson Merrill's in double A. He just homered the other night. So like it's it's pretty good there. It's like triple A where there's the depth that just screams like, oh my gosh, we need help. You know? So if you're gonna make trades, yeah, if you're gonna get prospects, hopefully it's the higher level prospects that are ready for next year, or it's major league players. Uh, Irie says, we can't really buy for any rentals, but we could buy for someone under contract and get us an actual legitimate DH for once. Yep. CJ Crone headed to free agency after this year. That would be sweet to pick him up in the offseason. Heck, and Charlie Blackman. Well, yeah, so CJ Crone, so he's a free agent at the end of the year, I think. So, like you're saying, so you'd have to give him a contract. Do the Padres want to do that, or do they want to go get a controllable, controllable player who isn't as much of a vet because we're seeing how the vet thing is working out this year with Matt Carpenter. And obviously Nelson Cruz is a real vet vet, you know, 42 years old. Right. I think he was 43 when he got uh, released by the Padres. There were some other comments also here in this article. Uh, uh, This was just about facing old teammates kind of looping it into the game yesterday. I think there was something. There there was still more. Yeah, okay, here it is. There's still more deadline stuff from Snell via Dennis Lynn. Personally, I I don't think about it, talking about the trade deadline, until probably like the last two days before the deadline. Like, it'll depend on if we've been winning or if we've been losing. That would be a possibility. I'm hoping we just win and go get some guys and make a run. Well, yeah, like, again, the comfort thing, I think that's why he wants to stay with the Padres for this season. Who knows what happens after that? Um, and, yeah, he wants to just win and go make a run he, because he doesn't have to go to a new environment. He doesn't have to adapt, you know, just stay where he's comfortable right now. Um, and, yeah, he probably wants to win in San Diego. It seems like he does love it here. But, again, he, I mean, he's even admitting it here. Like, it'll depend on if we've been winning or if we've been losing about the deadline. And so if the Padres, they go on a run here, then yeah, he's probably not going anywhere. 
But if they don't, and let's say at the deadline, there's still five games under 500. Why are we keeping Blake Snell? Why are the Padres keeping Josh Hader when they're probably not coming back at the end of the year? If they are, you can go sign them in free agency and just pre- prepare yourself for 2024 better. Prepare yourself for the future better instead of wasting those guys that are in their prime, those guys the most attract, uh, probably guys that are will get the best return on the trade market. Like they're the most attractive guys in terms of talent, pitching wise, rentals um, for other contenders. Like other contenders would love to have Josh Hader in the back of their bullpen. Other contenders would love to have Blake Snell in their rotation. Add him in there for a postseason run. They'd love to do that. You probably don't have to give up a ton, but those guys are like some of the best relievers, some of the best starters in baseball right now. So you would still get a pretty decent package back, I think, for those guys. So, again, if they're not going anywhere this year, they're still under 500 at the deadline, it's not really signs of life that you're seeing, then don't waste this year. Don't try don't, – don't make it worse. I've said this on previous shows before. Don't, don't make it worse by not dealing your rental players. Don't dig your heels into this. Don't dig your feet in and say, no, we're still going all in when it's clear that nothing's going to happen this year. Snell, at the end of this article here, I would love to stay here. I love it here. We'll see. That that part's out of my control. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the trade stuff. But right when I read that, I was thinking like money-wise, and I'm like, not really. It's not really out of your control because you can say that you want to sign back here in free agency if the Padres make you an offer, right? Or you could tell the Padres, I want to be back. Please just give me a respectable offer, and maybe Peter Seidler will do that. But trade-wise, yeah. I mean, AJ makes that decision. And Peter, you know, loves AJ, so he'll probably approve anything that AJ brings to him. All right, quick break, and then I'll go to the chat. Again, it's not going to be a super long show today. Just wanted to give some thoughts on the Blake Snell stuff. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com. For their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Tyler says if Preller doesn't buy, the all-in look will seem like an early failure and look terrible. Um so you're saying because like, yeah, if he doesn't buy, then are they really all in? But they were all in at the beginning, and he he I thought made this roster better in the offseason. And if he buy or if if he doesn't buy, I think that's just him looking at the season like, yeah, nothing's going to happen this year. We got to prepare ourselves for next year and going all in next year. And this effort at the deadline can help us with that. Brian says, Preller's job isn't on the line. Let's get real. I don't think it is either. I mean, if he misses the postseason, I think fans will be calling for AJ's job for sure. But the only person that matters in this is Peter Seidler. That's the only opinion that matters. And Peter loves AJ Preller. And he believes in AJ. AJ is excellence as the Padres are sitting under 500, well under 500. That's when he said it during that Red Series. 
after playing really bad baseball. Remember, because the Pittsburgh series was before that. Like they went two and seven, I think it was, against the Nats, Pirates, and Reds. I remember tweeting that. Like, and he still said AJ is excellence. And he's judging him from 2020 on, you know, not judging him the previous first, what, five seasons he was the Padres GM. I mean, I'd love to have a job where a boss doesn't judge me till five, you know, or I'm going into my sixth year into the job. I mean, come on. But yeah, I, I don't think Preller's job is on the line. I agree because who the owner is. If it was John Middleton with the Phillies or Steve Cohen, and he saw the track record, his job probably would be on the line. Say No More asked, do you think we move Snell by the deadline? I would, but I'm still leaning towards the Padres don't move him, and I'm leaning towards the Padres don't move Josh Hader based on who is in control of this team. Seidler and Preller, they still want to keep keeping the hope, keeping the faith with this team when it feels like the season's not going to go anywhere. And if they, like I said the other day, I think I said it yesterday, if they make the postseason and get bounced in the wild card, keeping Hader and Snow wasn't worth it because the expectation was the World Series this year or another deep run at least. And that's not a deep run. So it, it feels like, well, you just wasted it right there because sure, you made the postseason. They'd have to play really good baseball, by the way, to make the postseason based on where they're at. But you didn't. You didn't have Snell and Hader this year to make the postseason. You had them to go win it. And it's clear that they're not going to win it this year, it feels like to me. So again, don't make this year worse by not dealing those guys. Get something back for them. Irie says, Carp drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. that. That guy, he needs to be off the roster if this team is trying to buy. Because he's not helping this team. He has a negative war this year on baseball reference. 100 is the league average OPS plus. His OPS plus is 71. In OPS, you probably want your OPS at like 750, 800. Uh, the good guys obviously have it way bigger than that. Carpenter's OPS is 604. On base percentage is under 300. He's, he's batting 169 this year. Only four home runs, and a lot of those were early on in the year. It feels like Nola just from the left side. He just doesn't have the power. I mean, yesterday, can't get a fly ball to to deep center or deep right or deep left. Pops it up to the infield and wastes an opportunity there. And Crony did the same thing, by the way. But Crony is the one that has the long contract. Carpenter is the one that has a two-year contract. And I say two-year because he has a like $5.5 million player option for next year. And why would he not take that like of course he's going to take it you know um so Padres they're just going to probably have to eat that money if they DFA Carp or release him or whatever the heck happens there um again it's not it's kind of like Nola or it is like Nola it's nothing personally against Matt Carpenter it's just that this Padres team where they're at they can't afford to have that huge of a hole in the lineup and they're not even playing him that often but when they do play him it feels like a big situation comes up and Carp's the one at the plate and that can cost Padres games. We've already seen it countless times this year, it felt like. I mean, the recent example was yesterday. So yeah, Matt Carpenter is driving a lot of Padres fans crazy. 
Mike says this team needs to add some quality youth in the positions of need for control and cost. Yeah, I mean, the youth, like having them under control, cheaper contracts, yeah, that's that's what you want. But in order to get those guys, you have to have players that other teams want and probably players that aren't just rentals. Now, for Blake Snell or Josh Hader, maybe they could get one major leaguer that's under control. But those guys that are under control on contending teams, those teams probably don't want to give those guys up because they view that those guys are a big part of their future. So it's hard. Maybe a three-way deal is something that's going to have to happen where you acquire someone from a team that maybe isn't a contender, but that team has depth in a corner outfield spot or something like that. And you can get a controllable player from them. You can trade Snell or Hater to a contender. And that contender can flip someone to um, someone maybe like the St. Louis Cardinals. They're a team that comes to mind because they it seems like they have a lot of depth in the outfield. Or like the Orioles, they have a good farm system. I know a lot of those guys are infielders, and that probably doesn't fit the Padres. But a team like that, that has those maybe prospects that they're willing to deal, and because they have a lot of depth, in the farm system, they have guys at the big league level already that they know that are impactful players. And so they're like, maybe, or maybe their appetite for getting Snell and being okay with dealing one of their top prospects because they have someone up at the big league level, it increases. It's like, yeah, we can get Snell. We can get Josh Hader here for the Baltimore Orioles. We already have Gunnar Henderson up at the big league level or something. Yeah, I'll be willing to trade player X to the Padres who's under control. Because we're trying to go for it this year. We have the, I think they have the best record in the American League now because they just beat the Rays yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Brian says Preller has brought more talent into this organization than any other GM in Padres history. That's true, but he's, I think that's true. But he's also been here probably the longest among like any GM, it feels like, you know, he's been here for a long time. He's been here since 2015 or that was that was his first full season with the Padres. He was hired in 2014, I think. It's a long time. And a guy that loves to make trades, that's going to so a long time and a lot of trades. That's going to. Yeah, you're going to be acquiring a ton of talent and bringing a lot of talent into this organization. But at the end of the day. What has that come to? No World Series appearance. No World Series. Yeah, NLCS last year, but that seems like an outlier now based on the results. That year was that year is the the, the meat to the sandwich. And the bread is 2021 a collapse and 2023 not a collapse because they haven't been good ever. Just a disappointing season, the most disappointing season probably in Padres history. Um, thank you so much for the super chat here. Exo serenity. No question. Just appreciate you and your insights. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Again, if you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question, or you just want to be a nice human being, support the channel like Exo serenity, uh, just did, please consider using that super chat button. It definitely supports the channel. So thank you so much. 
Um, let's go through the rest of the chat here real quick. Underdog Fantasy, I'll be back with the Underdog Fantasy pick, obviously, today during my pregame thoughts. Pregame thoughts before every game, every day of the Padres season. Um, and I give you a pick from the Underdog Fantasy select uh, options, the options to select each day for a Padres player. Give you a pick I'm most confident in. And I feel like I'm, I, I haven't kept track of my record on those. Cause like last year I did keep track of, I did beat the streak last year with Padres players who I think was going to get a hit. And I ended up, I believe with a, a, a winning record there. And this year I feel like I, I have a winning record. I'm just not keeping track of it. Um, what did I say yesterday? I think yesterday I thought that 17 or he'd get Snell would get over 16 and a half outs. And I ended up being incorrect there because Snell only went five innings. Uh, but I believe the first the first two games of the Toronto series, I was correct with my picks. So that'll be back. Check out Underdog Fantasy. Click that link in the description or use my code TalkingFriars. You will get a deposit match free up to $100 for your first deposit. And it's not just baseball in there. There's other sports. I think there's the golf in there. There's the Women's World Cup happening, obviously. Uh, Team USA playing later today. Naomi Gurma, Alex Morgan, San Diego Wave players representing the United States. They're playing tonight, 6 p.m. Uh, against Vietnam, who is a real wild card in this tournament because they're the worst team in the United States group. Uh, but they did have – I don't think they've ever been to the World Cup before, so you don't really know what to expect. They had a decent uh, showing in, I think, a friendly against Germany. So – who knows what the heck to expect? I don't think it's going to be 13 nothing. I know I'm veering away from Padres here for a minute. Don't know if it's going to be 13 nothing like 2019 against Thailand was, where Alex Morgan scored like five times. But I would expect it to be a blowout. And hopefully it'll be a shutout. Getting back to the Padres here. Wave play, by the way, at 7.30 after. Um, so 6 o'clock for U.S. Women's National Team, 7.30 for the Wave in uh, Challenge Cup play in Portland against the Thorns. All right, back to the Padres officially here now. Tyler says he'd rather have Stinky, meaning Odor, over Matt Matt the Crap. <laughs> I've never heard that nickname before, Matt the Crap. Um, yes, I, I would rather have Odor as well. He can play multiple positions. He's just hitting better, or at least he was, over Matt Carpenter. Um. I mean, he even has that, like, celebration with Tatis after the game. Carpenter can't get up that high. Uh, but Carp, he's the one that benefited from having the two-year contract and not just coming in as a spring training invite like Odor did. But I feel like the Padres, they're getting closer and closer to just cutting the, the rope, if you will, or just cutting the relationship with Matt Carpenter because they did bring up Taylor Colway, a left-handed bat, they're bringing up guys. Rivas, I think, is a lefty. They're bringing up left-handed bats that can be a DH, that can go in there, play first base when Crony's not playing, over Matt Carpenter. So they're, I think they're slowly starting to transition there, see what those guys can give. If it's positive, then let go of Car Matt Carpenter. I don't know. I don't see a team eating Matt Carpenter's contract in a trade. So, yeah, I think it's going to have to be a DFA when that time comes. 
Uh, Brian says, I'd still rather watch a talented who a talented team who underperforms than a team with no talent tank. So you want this team to buy, essentially, is what you're saying, or maybe stand pat, talented team who underperforms? Because you're saying if they they sell Snell, Hater, then they're trying to tank? Well, the team, even if they sell Snell and Hater, they're going to be tanking. Or, excuse me, that's not what I meant to say. If they sell Snell and Hater, they wouldn't be tanking necessarily because they still have talent on the team other than Snell and Hater like Joe was saying the other day to the media. I think what, now that I read this a couple of times, I think what Brian's saying here, I'd still rather watch a talented team who underperforms than a team with no talent tank. I think what he's saying is I'd rather have the talent on this team now than be watching a team like in 2017. Like I'd rather watch the 2023 Padres than the 2017 Padres. I think that's what Brian's trying to say. Now that I look at it, that I've, I've kind of, looked over that comment a few times now. Hopefully that's what you're saying, Brian. If it's not, let me know. Okay, he says, let's be honest, before Preller, every year this, from 1999 to 2015, this team was in the in tank mode. Yeah, so, yeah, so what I just said, that's pretty much what he's saying. And yeah, I'd rather see a team that's trying to win, at least money-wise and payroll-wise, and they have talent. I'd rather watch that than... 2017 Padres or 2016 Padres for sure. But it just, it's a really frustrating watch because they do have the talent. At least that's what we thought going into the year. They have that talent to go be a great team. And it just hasn't happened this year. Mill says, Odor, haha, didn't he lead the team in errors? He may have, I don't know, but, um, Matt Carpenter is not even really playing the field, so it's not like he has the opportunity to make a couple errors because he doesn't really have versatility. And Kevin Acey was saying this in his Padres Daily Newsletter. It's a good point, obviously. You know, him having plenty of experience and a lot of experience, what does that mean? He's old. He's getting older. And that's part of this, too. Like, it's not like he is having an off year. Like, look at the track record of Matt Carpenter. If you look at the years, I mean, the guy's 37 years old, right? And yeah, he hit 305 with the Yankees before he got hurt, but that was a small sample size, 47 games last year. And the Padres decided to bet on that and say, hey, he's changing things and he'll continue to do that for the 2023 Padres. And I mean, they gave him the player option, so they thought 2024 as well, uh, thinking that maybe he would take that as well. Um but look at the years between 2022. 2021 hit 169. 2020 even, short season, 186. I know batting averages and everything, but when it's that bad, it does tell a story. And so 2021, like I said, 169. And this year, 169 as well. Like literally, he's, winning, he's hitting 169. Same average. Worse on base percentage. A little bit better slugging. And a little bit better OPS, but not much. It's pretty much the same year, 2021 and 2023. And 2023, it's been a little bit smaller of a sample size. So, yeah, 2022, just like the Padres, feels like that's the outlier right now. Mike says, I see Crony's future in the outfield. Really? Corner outfield. 
would Jake work that well in the corner outfield? I know he'd work his butt off at it because that's just what he does. He worked his butt off getting good at first base. Um, but does he have the tremendous arm to play corner outfield, like stick him in right field? Does he have the arm for that? Um, stick him in left field? Like, I don't know. That would just be weird to see. I, I don't know. I, I see him as an infielder. That would be weird. Tatis, it's a little different, I think. Like, sure, we saw Tatis as a infielder before he transitioned to the outfield. But at the same time, like, you could see, like, well, look how tall he is. Look at how athletic he is. I'm not saying Crony isn't, but I think Tatis is on another level. Look at the speed that he could give in the outfield playing center or playing right. Look at the arm that he has. That, that plays in right field. I don't know about that with I don't know. We can't say the same thing with Crony in the outfield on a corner. And if you're playing a corner outfield spot, it's kind of like first, right? Don't you want some power out of that position? You want more offense than what Crony is providing. So I, I see him staying in the infield, to be honest. I agree with Brian. Yeah, they're not trading Merrill. I would be shocked if they trade Merrill, if they trade Snelling, if they trade... Ethan Salas, obviously, they're not trading their top prospects, especially when you're under 500. That would be a bad look for Preller to make the year worse by trading top prospects. And if you're trading a top prospect, that means you're trying to get something good back in return. And is that the best thing to do right now with where the team is at to get a good player? I I'm not so sure about that unless he has a lot of control. But still, I don't want to part with Jackson Merrill. He's already up in double A. And he could come up as early as next year. And he could take over for Kim when Kim leaves. Because I, I don't see Kim coming back after being a free agent after next season. Just The crony contract makes that hard. Yeah, I agree, Brian. No way this team pays Jake and Kim. I, I mean, I guess I don't agree with that fully. I wouldn't say no way because it's Peter Seidler, but... I find it hard to to see to find a way that both get paid because if they both get paid, then the Padres want to start both of those guys. And if that happens, then that means that well, Bogarts can move to first, I guess. But so that means you're rolling out an infield of for a significant period of time of Manny at third, probably Kim at short, Crony at second, and Bogarts at first. That's what you want to do. And Bogarts isn't getting any any younger. He's not really known as a power guy. He has it, but he's more of a line drive hitter for me, I think. I I just don't think it works that great to have Kim here. When you've, you're paying Crony, you have Jackson Merrill coming up. It, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense, to be honest. All right. Again, a shorter show. I think that's going to do it. Talking for hours, episode 430. Again, Blake Snell saying he wants to stay, doesn't want to go anywhere. He thinks the Padres are buying. What I'll say to that is the Padres, they got to play better baseball if they really want to go buy. Uh, I don't think they deserve to be real buyers. They haven't played well enough this season consistently. Um, they're not headed for a postseason spot the way they're playing. And I think it's the smartest thing to do right now is to trade Blake Snell, to trade Josh Hader. There's still going to be talent on that team without Blake Snell, without Josh Hader on it. And you're not fully rebuilding. You're just going to retool and get try to get better for next season when you try to go all in again. 
I think that's the best solution for this Padres team right now. Don't make it worse by keeping Snell, by keeping Hayter. That's where I stand right now. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for the support. Episode 430, that is it. I will have my pregame thoughts before today's Padres-Tigers game. Again, this is a series that it feels like the Padres probably should be sweeping because the Tigers aren't a good team. And the Padres, they just need these wins. Like, you can't rely on other teams to beat the teams ahead of you in the wild card race, right? So you had a shot to sweep the, the Blue Jays series. Go actually sweep this Tiger series. We'll see what happens. Pre-game thoughts coming up later today. Post-game reaction as well. As always, thank you so much for the time. I do appreciate you all Padres fans. Have a great rest of your day. See you later. <laughs>